Hunter, you're you're still just you're still knee deep in uh, what could become a summer shandy coma. So we, you know, I'm not summer I'm not sh- shandy coma coupled with summer shandy shame. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So maybe we should. Uh, it's you know, I don't think it's safe for you to be hitting the road right now. Do you want to have a little bit of just bonus discussion about? Well, it's not safe about- for me to be driving, but it's probably also not safe for me to be behind a microphone either. But this <laughs> this, this only this can't kill me or others. There, and the the best way for me to recover from my symptoms is to talk about Batman. Okay. The doctor's orders talk about Batman. So uh, we had talked a little bit about Dark Knight Rises and it what bothered what we liked about it, what bothered us about it. So let's just keep on going on with it. Uh, Joe, as our Batman purist, were you bothered by the fact that he hunt up the cow for seven years because his girlfriend died? Yes, very much so. I, it's just one of those things to me. Batman is always Bruce Wayne. Robin is always um, Dick Grayson, Dick Grayson, or Tim, or Tim Drake, or yeah. even then, you're, or or Jason, what's his or face, Jason Todd. Okay, yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of caveats There's, here. Well, no, no, no. To me, Robin is always Dick Grayson. But if you're gonna, yeah, then I'll take Nightwing as Dick Grayson and uh, a Jason Todd slash. Uh, Tim Drake Robin. The is point acceptable. is, is that that yeah, there's different Robins, but Robin is never Batman. Like a guy yeah. just named Robin. Yeah. yeah. And so when and, and and most importantly, but what if he became independently Nightwing? He does become independently. Oh, you mean in I the mean, movie? In the movie, I think the implication that, that, is that he's going to be Batman, a guy who's never had ninja training, is going to become yeah. Batman. He's probably going to die yeah. horribly. But no, here's my thing: Batman is always Bruce Wayne. Robin is up for debate. But most importantly, Batman never gives up on the city. Batman never leaves Gotham. Doesn't Grayson in Batman Incorporated yeah. start? He is Batman at some point because I think, and I haven't read this, but I think there is a time portal or something and batman bruce wayne is trapped in some alternate dimension is, or, wait is that the same isn't that batman die oh wait no maybe that is yeah, at one point batman, yeah batman dies in the way that they get around and it's like oh yeah time travel right which is always sort of a bad yeah, idea but for, uh, the fact that he hangs up the cow for whatever it's supposed to be seven years or whatever it, it's just not that's not that's not batman that's that's nolan's batman but that's not batman and so, because here's my thing, I agree with everything you just said. Everything you just said is absolutely right to me. However, perhaps for me, he Christopher Nolan had so much credibility coming out of Batman Begins and The Dark Knight that I was willing to let him mess with things a little bit. Did you not have that a similar reaction? I watched that movie twice, The Dark Knight Rises. I, I went with with you? No, I thought you went with uh, Leanne. Okay, yeah. I went with my girlfriend. We watched the movie. Um, and then I went again with my little brother. And I left the first time upset, but I thought I need to give it another, I I need to give it another go because of the credibility, because of how much I liked the first two. Um, and so I, I went back and I watched it with my little brother and I, you were just mad. I was mad. You were fuming. I I was mad. Like the second time I was mad. And I think that was the first time I'd ever cussed in front of my little brother. <laughs> well, are you like are you like Chris in that you know that you try and know nothing about a movie before you go see it? Because I think I adopted that for The Dark Knight Rises. Okay, but you knew about Talia, did I? Did I, you know you, or yeah, did you, you figure it out? Oh, I think I just knew. Like, oh, okay, I, yeah. I think I just see. Knew. I I didn't even, but I you knew that she was in it. I think you knew previous she, to watching the movie. Yeah. Oh. Um, because I remember having a discussion afterwards. You were like, "Oh yeah, I saw that coming." And well, like, yeah, I oh. know I saw that coming after watching the movie. Uh, well, what's the actress's uh, name? Uh, Mar Marion Cotillard. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Just as soon as she was cast, and you know, yeah. She's but see, I didn't even I didn't know she oh, was in it. Okay, yeah. At that um, point, I had figured so. Out. But I don't know. I I think I think it's the world that he built. It's justifiable within that. Yeah. So. If to say that you like the first two, but don't like the fact that he can take seven years off or that sort of thing, that's that's a little bit of having your kick and eating it, too, because that is the world that he lives in. He right. doesn't live in a world where Arkham Asylum is just filled with all these bad guys like living next door to each other. Yeah, but um, Zaz is still on because they. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Zaz is still on the wow. loose, by the way. And you have to really be into the films to understand this. But Zaz is in Batman Begins. True. The, yeah. And but, he. he, he He's obviously not addressed. They never even say who he is, I don't think. But he's no. there. You see him multiple times. He has the scars. Mm-hmm. If you know Batman, you know that's Victor Zaz. Yeah. He's still on the loose. All of those people from Batman Begins are those, presumably still on the loose. But those are minor Those are minor bad guys. Yeah. 
Here's the interesting thing for me with <clears throat> The Dark Knight Rises is Dark Knight Rises doesn't feel like a sequel to Batman Begins. It feels like a sequel to The Dark Knight. And then The Dark Knight doesn't feel like it feels like a sequel to Batman Begins. I wanted to ask this the, earlier. You know, actually. like the, the Batman Begins and Dark Knight Rises seem divorced. Yeah. I wanted to ask this earlier if you guys thought that the trilogy really like, especially when we were talking about, you know, The Dark Knight making so much more money than Batman Begins. Do you mm-hmm. think it's because people didn't realize that? that they were the same, that they were part of a trilogy, that they were the same arc. I think people knew about Batman Begins. They just didn't want to go see it. Yeah, it wasn't I, I think, high I mean, priority. Imagine, I mean, because we were both very into, you know, Batman throughout our childhood. Yeah. And so it's a new Batman movie. We're willing to see it. But imagine like general public, like someone who isn't, you know, an avid Batman fan, but, you know, goes and enjoys a summer movie. Like the last Batman movie that they would have possibly seen is Batman and Robin. And so, yeah. so coming on the heels of that, it's like, oh, there's another Batman movie. And, and they, to my knowledge, didn't do too much marketing for it. So it's, there's another Batman movie. I don't know anything about it. That last one was awful. Yeah. Eh. Well, and even the title, cause like I said, I mean, I don't think anyone knew more about the Batman film than I did at that point in time. And mm-hmm. even I thought it was a prequel. But the prequel was kind of the thing at the time. Exactly. There was no such thing as a reboot. The prequel is the thing. And even the title, Batman Begins, implies prequel. Well, that was even the same year that it came out. Uh, Episode three, I believe, came out. The Mm, Revenge of the Sith. So, I mean, we're right in the middle of that, like... But uh, and to answer what what you just said about Dark Knight Rising, um, I think to repeat myself from earlier, I do think that Batman Begins was supposed to be the start of something much longer, yeah. and then Dark Knight Rises wound up becoming a bookmark that no one was really anticipating it being. Mm-hmm. Do you think if if Heath Ledger had lived? He was going to be in it, I believe. Right. So yeah. do you think they would have kept on making them? Or even then, was he I, like, I eh. thought I thought it was at Dark... And I could be totally speaking out of turn, but I thought at Dark Knight, uh, at that point, Nolan was like, three. It's going to be three. I okay. think... Here's the thing is, I think Nolan was only going to be three, but the series itself, I was think, gonna was going to continue. And yeah. then, so what happened is Nolan just decided that he, he wanted to end this story. And so Warner Brothers you know, given the credibility he had built up said, okay, fine. Cause they knew they could relaunch the Batman franchise and that's what they're doing. Well, it's weird that they're doing it with sort of his, I guess it's not really involvement, but you know, slapping his name on it, giving him, you know, a little bit of creative, you know, EP control. Well, this Um, might just be, you know, the Google rumor mill or the movie internet movie rumor mill, but presumably I believe Christian Bale was offered, you know, 50 to $75 million to reprise that role. Uh, that is now being occupied by Ben Affleck. So that's an interesting thing to think. Would that have just been absolutely horrendous to you guys if Christian Bale came back to play Batman? Or do you like it being a separate Um, I don't think it... I I think it would be too um, disconnected. Like, Christian Bale's Batman is sort of... Well, and, and he exists also in a world where... I don't think he can exist in the same world as Superman and Aquaman and Wonder Woman and all that. Like that complete, like if, if the Nolan Batman existed in a world where all of those people also existed, it would be ridiculous because it would also mean that the bad guys have the same sort of superpowers and everything. Like, you know, that's, that's what I think worked well as, you know, maybe just an experiment with, with Nolan's Batman is they are, at the core, still real people. Yeah. Um, whereas all the other DC, you know, character, you can't really, you can't do that with Superman. Even though in The Dark Knight Rises, Bane can punch through cement columns and... Let, let's get to Bane in a second, but I would say that had they done that, you know, bravo to Christian Bale for turning down $75 million. That's, that's incredible to me. But had they continued with him, it would have been the sequel, the type of sequel that undermines everything that came beforehand. Yeah. Just I, the, worst kind. It, the type of sequel that you just pretend doesn't exist, which it, is, or, which is what yeah. it will become. Which is what you're considering it right now anyway, right? I mean, it's, or this is the reboot I, that doesn't exist. It's yeah, it's, it's a, it's whatever it's, they're doing their thing and I, I don't know. It remains to be seen. Okay. So you mentioned it a second ago. <laughs> Always, yeah. Hunter, it, it remains to be seen in that, like if it makes a, a, bun, a bunch of money, then yeah, well, then it's good. It. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. No, I mean, again, if, if you need a studio head, I mean, I'll send you my resume, but, uh, so you, you mentioned Bane a second ago. How did you feel about Bane in this? Cause they completely, that's a completely different origin. It is, it is. And it's, I kind of liked where they were headed with it. I think that, you know, because in the comic books, Bane is not only much stronger than Batman when he's got mm-hmm. the venom, but he's he's a intellectual, 
He's yes. at least on par with yes. Batman, which was something they completely left out in uh, Batman and Robin. Yeah. 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 Because he was, he was just, he was, he was just, just a bronze. luchador yeah. wearing a, a luchador, fedora. Yeah. And so I, I think they got that part right uh, in, in the Dark Knight Rises, being intellectually on mm-hmm. par with mm-hmm. Batman. However, this Batman, you know, isn't the world's greatest detective. So how, how hard is it? How hard is it well, to be not just a complete idiot? Yeah. Well, how, and honestly, I would argue that maybe even more, I, I would say in intellectually superior to Batman. I mean, he was doing, he was doing things that were baiting you know, sort of baiting, baiting Batman into these certain situations. Yeah. But, al- but also he had this idea of, you know, superiority through social structure and that yep. sort of thing, which is very, you know, very much out of the element of what Batman, this Batman was doing, yeah. um, which I don't know. I, I liked as, as the character, but also might not have been the right choice for the story they were telling. I th- I think the Bane, once again, it works in the Nolan verse. Bane in the comics is just a single individual who spends his life is completely consumed by the idea of breaking the Batman. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Whereas in the comics he or excuse me, whereas in the Nolan movie he's the uh the 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 descendant of Ra's al Ghul and is trying to complete his mission, but it's a little funky cuz on the one hand he wants to undermine and you know, take over the rich, but on the other, he just wants to blow people up. <laughs> so his motivations are a little, a uh, little askew. Yeah, and well, you know, the whole Ra's al Ghul through point in in these movies. I, I guess you don't get much in in the second one, but it's it's a little weird and maybe a little unnecessary. Do they even reference him in the second one? I don't think so. No, in uh, the Dark Knight, I don't think he is either. Yeah. Again, I, it, I again I think that's a function of the Dark Knight Rises was not supposed to right. be the bookmark that it wound up You're being right. or the the yeah. the end of the series. But but still like I I like Roz as a as a bad guy because he's not your typical sort of uh hulking, you know, sort of bad guy or your evil snarling sort of dude he's he's a little more complex and a little yeah. more nuanced but i think to hang a hat on that completely um as, as an arc is it's odd well and again you know just the contrived factor to try and <clears throat> close the loop on on the sequel but one complaint that i heard coming out of this picture a lot and i felt it myself was that bane to put it bluntly bane kind of turned into a pussy do you all agree with that, or is that at, at the end? Yeah, at the end. When, well, it's it's you you strike at his mask, and then and suddenly, he's done, yeah. and then well, suddenly. well, there's that, and then also it's just he's just you know after being this uber villain, yeah. he's dispensed with just a single shot from a shotgun, and then all of a sudden it completely transitions over to Talia, to the worst death scene in cinema. Well, yeah, the most dismissive. I mean, okay. compared considering what uh, considering what he had been up until then. No, no, no. I'm talking about Talia's death scene. It's it's really bad. She just kind of coughs. And oh yeah, that's pretty truck. weak too. Yeah. yeah, that's pretty weak too. So, do you think that that was just the script handling it incorrectly? Maybe maybe what happened is they only had a limited number of pages for their printer, <laughs> and so they had to. They were like, "Oh man, we can't we can't write past a certain page yeah, on the script. Let's let's just wrap it all up." Honestly, just- having toured Warner Brothers Studios, having toured <laughs> Warner Brothers Studios, I can attest to the fact that they are trying to save money wherever <laughs> they can. So that's probably more realistic. They had already gone double sided on the pieces of yeah. paper. Now. What this do you it. what do you all think if if the Talia twist had been introduced earlier? And then we knew she was Talia earlier, and then that way she and Bane could have been partners, or he could have been her general earlier. Because as it is, it seems like a twist just to have a twist. Yeah, yeah, it, it definitely is. But that's once again including Roz just to have a tie-in that's unnecessary. Like, I, whatever. I mean, especially because the the entire point of Talia, like if you're going to do that character, is to bring in Damien. Is, yes. Yeah, and, and so like they they shouldn't have introduced her at all because they didn't have the time right. to do with her what you should do with her. Yeah. So well, yeah, had had she been the one who betrayed Bruce halfway through as opposed to Catwoman and then let him get his ass kicked by Bane, mm-hmm. would that have made it better? I, I no, don't think so. No. It's just how much you know how much lipstick are you going to put on the pig. <laughs> I mean, over the past 13 episodes, we put a shit ton of lipstick <laughs> on this. That's, that's, true. that's <laughs> true. We just, you know, we just mask it all with alliteration yeah. pretty much. That's, um, that, that's, okay, actually, I bet this is going to really piss you off as a Batman purist. Uh, Alfred abandoning Batman. Oh, man. No way. No 
way. Well, and even even within the you know what he set up, it makes no sense with you know if you think about Alfred in the first one. Yeah, I mean he's um, a willing participant in the first one, and well, and he is the only family he has left, and yeah. he's committed to the Wayne family. They're you know? the only family each other have left. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, except for his niece. You mean Alicia Sinclair? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, wait, no, I'm sorry. Yeah, 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 oh, sorry. Oh, I thought yeah. Alicia, I thought that was like a comic no, no, reference. No, 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 no. no yeah, I, I knew Alicia, what you meant. Yeah, Alicia yeah, Silverstone, yeah. that girl from. Uh, sorry, I guess you could say I was clueless, clueless there. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> you didn't see that coming. No, I didn't. Wow. Uh, yeah, and so I'm sorry to get back to your point, but yeah, it, it just like I mean the way that they set it up was like he's in it. I mean, if it was like right. Lucius Fox is like, you've gone too far. Yeah. Well, he, he says that in the end. Yeah. And, it's like, and everyone's like, yeah, OK. Yeah. Uh, but but Alfred, it doesn't make sense. No, not at all. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> when how did how did you see it? Where where were you? What time was it? What format? The Dark Knight Rises. Yeah, I'll throw that out to both of you. IMAX of opening week, probably. Okay. I, I don't want to say opening weekend, but definitely opening week. I think I think I saw it opening Friday, IMAX afternoon, like mid afternoon. Oh. And. I mean, it was a pack. There were there were people. I mean, it's mid afternoon, but there were people dressed up, yeah, and that sort of thing. And um, it was the audience was kind of. I mean, I guess it's it's not you know a movie that you really get a huge audience. It's not a participation from. movie, yeah, right? yeah. But it was it was kind of. I mean, even afterwards, it was just kind of like okay, that was yeah. Um, I <clears throat> I was very disappointed as a Godzilla fan by the lack of participation from my audience for that movie, mm. and then I was equally disappointed by the lack of participation for Jurassic World. I would say the two most participatory audiences I've ever had are The Dark Knight. Whenever I saw that at midnight on IMAX, and yeah. The Dark Knight Rises. The Dark Knight Rises, maybe even more so, really? because I'm not kidding you. At the very end. Whenever, it, it, you know, it cuts to black, the Dark Knight Rises, mm-hmm. like the way he ends his mm-hmm. movies, a person in the front row jumped up and did a big fist raise up in the mm-hmm. air, and, you know, 1980s style. Yeah, I, was I, didn't, say, I yeah. didn't have any of that. Uh, I'm, I'm pretty sure that I was probably the only person that jumped up, and the string of profanities that came out of my mouth <laughs> afterwards could have probably gotten me kicked out of a few places. <laughs> No, I mean, yeah, the the cl- <clears throat> the crowd was completely jacked for this, and so what bothered me about Idiots, that, all of them. <laughs> well, what bothered me about that is, you know, they're jacked for it, like, oh my god, that was so exciting, but it's over. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah there's there's nothing more. <laughs> well, and and that's also, I think that might speak a little bit to like the the idealism of like, well, I'm going, I love this thing, so I'm going to love it no matter what. Yeah, and even even with a property that was pretty good throughout, like. It when it does fall, like you still have that propensity of people who are going to, you know, just love it because it's Batman. Yeah. And and so, I I mean, that's a totally different. You, I think we here on the show talk a lot about um, from a, you know, from a cinematic standpoint, not from a um, not as much from a standpoint of as a whole in fandom in that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, we, we geek out a little bit I think, here and there. Actually, I'll give you credit here. I think you try and keep it real a little bit more. I'm just a child. That's I'm fair. I'm just a man child. That's, that's fair. I guess you do, you do enter, I mean, into like the Avengers. Well, you were excited well, for well just, and then Jurassic world, I, I quite literally said, I'm going to like, I knew I was going to like yeah, this no matter yeah. what. So. And, the, and I mean, those are two very different, you know, approaches and not to say that one is, you know, better than another because a like i just come off sounding like a pretentious dick but also like there's you know different people have a different you know enjoyment that they're looking for in yeah going in going into a film and i don't know where i'm going with this somebody pick me up oh, okay well I, okay to the fanboy aspect whenever i left this movie and i, I kind of said this a second ago there was a, a kind of a melancholy because I knew there would be more Batman movies, but there would never be a Christian Bale, Christopher Nolan Batman movie. Yep. Did anyone else have that reaction? I was too busy streaming profanity. That's what I was getting around. Wonder yeah. if you were too upset by what it was. I was too upset. Uh, if if you could have if you could have somehow carried the Dark Knight, that momentum and everything that the Dark Knight was into the third film. I would have I would have been a lot more upset, or I mean, just you know, very melancholy as it ended because. Man, the Dark Knight. It's it was. These. It's. Let's talk about. Can let's talk about the Dark Knight. We we've been yet. we've been ragging on <laughs> Dark Knight Rises. Dark Knight is, and I. It might be actually maybe a little posh to now say, oh well, I don't I don't love the Dark Knight as much as everyone else does, but 
Um, but I'm going to say it anyway. <laughs> uh, well, I, it has its problems. I mean, without yeah. well, oh, it does without question, it has its problems, particularly towards the end after like, the boats. <laughs> well, starting is starting with the I'm boats. getting I'm going to poke the stick. Yeah, here, well, here's the thing is I, I someone on Facebook I, I, uh, from a couple of years ago, they had this thing about uh, things that everyone else seems to love that I don't get. And they had the Dark Knight and Libertarianism. And I just I, I just thought that was funny that though, I mean, that that kind of explains our generations. We're really into the Dark Knight and Libertarianism anyway. Um, the, sorry, that was the summer shandy talking. guys. <laughs> I mean, maybe I don't I don't know where those those connect, but there is like the entire boat. Then Joe knows this, like that whole like you take it out of the movie and what do you lose? You don't miss anything really like because I think the point that they were trying to make was that the Joker was trying to make a point of, oh, well, Gotham, Gotham will turn his back on. on, And it's just not like you you win nothing with it. Um, it's just a B plot to have a B plot. And that's where, I mean, you compare it to the initial build. I mean, that opening bank robbery scene. I remember specifically going to see I Am Legend in IMAX so I could watch the first, what, four or five minutes mm-hmm. of The Dark Knight Rises. Mm-hmm. Well, and did you, I know you're anti-trailer. Did you see The Dark Knight trailer, the... I'm sure I did. The, the Dark Knight Rises is the one that I went in completely cold, knowing nothing. About. I would say, and I would kind of like, even though you're you don't do a lot of trailers, I'd kind of like to do a trailer episode. But the point is, is I'd say that's a masterpiece. That trailer alone, the one that played before I Am Legend, if y'all remember it, is the one where we finally saw Joker. Nah, yeah, okay. I, well, I anyway, I, I just remember seeing the first five minutes of the film. And that was, was that. Only, yeah, exactly. Was, the okay, bank okay, heist yeah, was yeah, the, yeah, yeah, part of it too. Yeah. yeah. I, you know, I think he he sets the tone so so well in the beginning. Yeah. Um. Once again, like everyone cast in in that oh the uh was it William Fickner or maybe I'm Fitchner. getting the the bank yeah yeah shredder like yeah. yes yes <laughs> <laughs> which I haven't oh, seen yet but yeah shredder um don't. <laughs> But, uh, you know, he's he's perfectly cast like yep. there's, you know, he's just got these faces, these great faces and then those masks and like the the momentum of the the way, you know, it feels it feels like Gotham. It feels like Batman. Totally off um, your subject. But uh, I speaking of Finchner, remind, Fincher, Finchner, Finchner, Finchner yeah. William Finchner. Sure, man. Speaking of William Finchner, reminded me of this. Uh, so I don't want to say that I read fan theories often. <laughs> But I was reading fan theories. Yeah. I feel like that's a terrible way to... So I was reading a fan theory, uh, but it's talking about how they felt that the Joker was actually the protagonist of that film and that he was doing more to save Gotham mm-hmm. than the Batman could because he was willing to take that step to eradicate all of these people. Sure. Hmm. Okay, whatever. So he was... No, yeah. They gave me goosebumps. I just really got into that. Yeah. Which, which kind of makes it that the Joker was doing Ra's al Ghul's... Yeah, that's know, true, in, too. In a different yeah. sort and of... And how sad is that we never saw Ra's al Ghul and Joker, since they were... They both, in many ways... One, 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 well, one represented just dicta- dictatorial yeah. order mm-hmm. and then one represented chaos. That, mm-hmm. And I think that was the plan all along, is to have those two I'd ideologies. Have those two ever been in the same not, not that i'm aware of, i don't think so i'm you know i halfway not, think yeah. that had heath ledger lived the series would have ended with a a uh league of shadows person about to cut his head off kind of like they did at the beginning of batman Begins. batman saves him batman has to figure out what to do yeah hmm. that would man man that would have been amazing so um, if you want to if you want my resume hollywood <laughs> what, i mean <laughs> but the point being like Movie started really strong and then it gets to some goofy places like towards the end where yeah. um, it's not, you know, not enough to make me hate it. But um, it is something that I, I feel like a lot of times people hold it up as like the pinnacle of what you do. Like, this is how you make a superhero. Movie. Yeah. And they're not wrong, but it still has it still has some major flaws. Um, I mean, the also the whole um sonar thing is a little little <laughs> kitschy. Isn't that just social commentary also, at that point? Yeah. Well, that's I, I find that kind of interesting in, like, he has a few things throughout this series that were almost prophetic for things that were to come. I yeah. mean, like, the uh, in in Batman Begins, Roz talks about, oh, well, we tried to bankrupt the 
um, the city and, and do all of, yeah. do all of this financial disaster. And then, you know, and that's before 2008. Yeah. Um, when, you know, everything goes belly up. Yeah. And then you've got, yeah, the, the snooping, the, uh, the, uh, privacy issues yeah. with. Well, and I would add to that because I think the sonar thing was, uh, their interpretation of Brother Eye in the comics, which, you know, Batman admits something to monitor people. Mm-hmm. And so anyway, uh, what was, what was interesting about this to me is how conservatives, so identified with it because it was the guy using uh, extra, you know, extraordinary measures, potentially mm-hmm. illegal measures to capture a terrorist. Mm-hmm. Whereas, but at the same time, on the flip side, they also question the morality of it. So I think that the fact that so many people identified it is telling to how culturally powerful and relevant it was. And then there's Armin White talking shit about it. Oh yeah, for any yeah. Uh, so I'm I'm not sure I personally have anything to add to this, but you know I, I feel like we should talk about it in any way. It's it's just moved on to the legend. Um, Heath Ledger is the Joker. D- I mean, I'll just throw that out there. I mean, you can't really. I I got into an argument. I have a friend who still says that um, that Jack Nicholson's Joker is better than Heath Ledger's Joker. And to me, it's always been like you can't compare. They're apples and oranges to me. I just don't think you can very, very two. different. I mean, Jack Nicholson's Joker is a perfect Joker for a for a Jack Nicholson post, like particularly. Well, it's well, it's Jack Nicholson. It's, well, it's Jack Nicholson, but it's also what I can't. What was Jack Nicholson doing throughout the eighties? Was he uh, Angelica Houston? I think. But don't you? Oh, but anyway. All right. Uh, well, we'll no. see you next week. <laughs> um, because like that character seems like. A very obvious, like, uh, sort of the train of thought from what he was doing, t- particularly towards like the end of the seventies. Uh-huh. Um, I assume you guys haven't seen a safe place. It's a, it's a movie that I believe he directed. He's also stars in, and it's just sort of like Jack Nicholson almost being like, look, I can, I can do weird stuff because I, you know, it's, he's very, you know, charismatic and very good. And, but he's like on the edge of like, the movie makes no sense. It's mm-hmm. it's the one I, I've told you about this. I think Hunter. It's the one where Orson Welles, for no reason, does magic throughout. Why have I not seen this? No, I, yeah, no. <laughs> I mean, it's like I I couldn't tell you much plot beyond that. Um, Jack Nicholson meets a girl and they go to parties and stuff. I and think Jack it's, Nicholson does Jack Nicholson yeah. things. Yeah, I, but but like the Joker feels like the obvious next step in that sort of like bizarre. You know, it's it's kind of, you know, he's an avant-garde artist. He's all of these like weird. It was, it was a character he was born to play and an act. And then a character who was born to be played by that guy. Mm -hmm. Whenever they first started to start the conversations about making a Batman movie was in the early eighties. And I, and I, in the documentary, they even show one of the producers painting Jack Nicholson, shining. Here's Johnny painting it white. Huh? And so that's that was kind of the trigger for. And so I think early 80s, Jack Nicholson during The Shining, you know, spot on. He was different. The the industry was different. Culture was different by 1989. Yeah. And so, I, I mean, I think he's great. He's absolutely I think he's fantastic. But it's it's he would have been scarier. And if it were The Shining yeah. Jack Nicholson, De- definitely. That's. Yeah, well, and that's like I think I think you can have both of them. I mean, that's the thing that I like about comic books. That's the thing I like about Batman. Like, there's not Batman is a somewhat messy storyline as far as like it's not just it starts here and oh, you. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you don't particularly like this too much, Joe. I mean, you you like your Batman a specific uh, way, yeah. right? I I like the fact that you can you can have you can explore it from different vantage yeah. points. You know what's funny and, is like as far as comic books go, I give them way more artistic leniency than I do with the films for some reason. I guess just because, you know, as comic books go, you're like, well, we got to sell another Yeah, they're they got to keep them coming out. Well, they're also, the same way, yeah. yeah. Well, but but movies are also like movies are going to reach a larger audience, so mm-hmm. that's going to represent mm-hmm. what it means. You're right. Um, but I mean, comparing Jack Nicholson, Batman to Heath Ledger, Batman, I think they both do what they're doing very well. And Heath Ledger, uh, or Joker, you know what I mean? Uh, Heath Ledger's Joker, I think is my, like, he's more my style of Joker. The fact that he is so ambiguous, he like comes out of nowhere and, you know, he clearly has a, you know, ability to, a ma- you know, he he's a leader in some way. You know, he has an ability to amass an army and and do all this, but it's never explained that it's very like. I mean, I just 
I love, I remember sitting in the theater watching it and, and they get to the point where he's like, you know how I got these scars? And I was just like, Oh, I, I didn't think we were going to do this. And then it changes every time. And then when yeah. he does it the second time, it's like, Oh yeah, that's, that's amazing because mm-hmm. that's one thing that I think does bug me a little bit about the Jack Nicholson Joker is how well, you know, laid how out rigid everything. he is. Jack Napier is. Well, it's really you know, the Joker begins that movie. It, it is. It, it really is. And, and then the whole and like, dies. The Joker I, begins and dies. I, I think they thought the whole, like I made you and you made me is a little more clever than it really yeah. is. It's a good um, line. It's a, it, it's a good line in the movie. It's, it's, it's a fine line in the movie, yeah. but it's, you know, it's sort of that, uh, the problem that, you know, I always had with the Oedipus story is like the only reason that Oedipus became Oedipus was because he was told that he was going to become Oedipus. Right. Like it's, it's saying that this led to that and that led to that. Like you, you remove one thing and it just sort of falls apart. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> the thing about the Heath Ledger Joker as, as a, as a placeholder for evil that I really appreciate is that, like you said, he has no origin. Mm-hmm. Christopher Nolan and the writers kept on comparing him to the shark in Jaws. He has, he comes out of nowhere mm-hmm. and just destroys. And so that's what I loved about the character. And what actually irritated me about Roger Ebert's, not his review, but his, you know, his, his him discussing that character, is he said that Heath Ledger's performance was disguising or masking some sort of deep-seated pain. And that just seemed so off. This was not a guy who was who suffered some tr- traumatic childhood event. He just exists. Yeah. Well, they they describe it perfectly in the film. He's, he says, "I'm a dog chasing the mailman." Uh-huh. You know, wouldn't know what to do if I yeah, if I got a hold of him. Yeah. Well, and there's also the line in the Killing Joke wherever he says, "If I have to have a beginning, I want it to be multiple choice." <laughs> yeah. And so I just I just like him. I like him being. Just again, like the shark and jaws, he he just likes to he wants to watch the world burn. Yeah, mm-hmm. and so I think it would be missing the point to try and say, well, he would have been a nice guy if his dad didn't hit him. Yeah. There's a line in that was cut out of Silence of the Lambs where Hannibal Lecter says, "I didn't come from anywhere." You know, I, I I'm just you can't explain me. I just am. Yeah, he said something like that, and then of course they undermined it in successive prequels and sequels. But I like that idea, and you don't see that explored enough. Mm-hmm. And it was there in the dark. Well, night. And I think I think it makes him a scarier bad guy because there's nothing to latch onto. There's nothing to say like, oh well, we can there's get under the no psychology. redeeming quality. Well, but but also like from a from Batman's perspective, from the the perspective of someone trying to, um, you know, fight him it becomes that much more difficult to nail down. Like, what is he going to do next? Yeah. Like, where is, and, and, um, you know, his whole network of thugs, you know, you, you never know how deep it gets. It's kind of, honestly, it's kind of like, uh, the, um, Oh, James Bond. Uh, what's the, uh, Spectre. Spectre. Spectre yeah. yeah. Like it just infiltrates everything. Yeah. What, um, what I like about the Heath Ledger Joker is, and, and I think a, another famous critic said this, I say another, like I'm a famous critic, a famous critic said this, <laughs> is that it's a less, a less drunk online and Google critic once said, <laughs> I don't know. They maybe they maybe are, but he said that what's so marvelous about this performance is even when he's not there, he's there. Mm-hmm. And you're, you're always at the back of your mind or always like it's, well, it's like a good horror movie where like you you're always waiting for the actions or the appearance of the bad guy or the ghost or the whatever. And I remember in one of the TV spots, they just, here we go. And that's, that's three seconds. And that's just it. And then him sticking his head out of the car, Mm. just Mm -hmm. pictures of him playing that character and, and, you know, give credit to where credit's due also the makeup and costuming, but just everything that went to to making that character is so memorable. Very iconic. Very like, I mean, set, set a whole different stand because I mean, I think Nicholson's Joker is still pretty much in line with like what you saw in the comic books of the day. Like this is, you know, has the purple suit and the green hair, like you have it, but it, it it feels yeah it just feels so yeah. different and so lived in mm-hmm. and that i mean that's another thing about comparing jack nicholson to, to heath ledger's uh jokers like jack nicholson's is so much about showmanship and he's he's theatrical i mean and in the animated series he's the same way you know he um the i can't remember the, the title of the christmas episode where he kidnaps uh commissioner gordon and 
a couple other people like he he's taking over the television yeah. and hosting his own little like tongue in cheek kitschy game show sort of or Christmas special sort of thing. And even when you get in the dark night, you get him taking over and, and doing the whole Anthony Michael Hall thing and, mm-hmm. and all of that. Like it's it's this like. There, I don't know. There's just something super creepy about it. It's not like, hey, look at me. Give me attention. It's You're very much right. Yeah, the, it's it's terrorism. They're he doing a, they're doing the same thing, you know, between the Mark Hamill uh, animated series Joker and then, you know, Heath Ledger's Joker and that one where they're both, you know, on TV trying to drum up attention and say, hey, look at me. But they're doing it in totally, totally different, different ways. Well, yeah. and, you know, we, we all gave a big hug to Kevin Conroy, uh, I guess, an hour now. An hour, but uh, last me, week, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Excuse me, last week. Uh, I would say Mark Hamill, even though love Heath Ledger, love Jack Nicholson. The Mark Hamill animated series is my quintessential Joker because mm-hmm. it blended it does a really good scary job. sadism with the that showmanship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and then I don't know. Have you played any of the Arkham games? Honey? I haven't. No, I okay. mean I've seen trailers. I, I think you like would. That. I think you would love them. But like Joker in that, Joker in that is like. Is it Mark mean, Hamill? It's Mark Hamill. It's, it's a Mark Hamill, and but and they take they take the like, animated series Joker, and they they give him a splash more dark, a, good, a, a little more splashes, splash, a couple splash, like really. I mean, he's doing some sinister things, yeah, yeah, and it's and really like he's almost maybe the bridge between you know he's um, more theatrical than you get with Heath Ledger, but like has just a. A pervasive sick sadistic yeah um i think one of my favorite joker moments was in Ma- mask of the phantasm whenever and this might have been what dark knight rises had been had heath ledger lived but you had joker he was missing a tooth he was bleeding from his mouth phantasm was beating the shit out of him in the world you know everything's blowing up around him and he's still laughing mm-hmm. he's about to die presumably and he just he cannot stop laughing yeah and so that's what i just i loved about that version of the character it's just the, the absolute, complete, unfiltered insanity. Uh, speaking of fighting, this is actually a good segue. So we've already discuss, discussed, you know, Batman's not the world's greatest detective in the the Nolans. Yeah. What about the fight scenes? In Dark Knight? Just in all three of the films. Um, I mean, we talked a little bit about how they were shot, but we didn't really talk about the fight scenes themselves. Like, I, I think they're serviceable. I think they get worse in Dark Knight Rises. Hmm. I don't think there's enough. Um Especially in Rises. um, I know Nolan made a comment when, you know, in some press something or other when uh, Dark Knight Rises was coming out that, well, we feel that he, you know, uh, Batman, he fights at night. He fights in darkness. All of this. We feel he's earned the right to fight in broad daylight. And I just think that's absolutely wrong. Yeah. Um, It's a like the Batsuit looks really stupid. (laughs) <laughs> like within just like high noon. Well, light. and not um, to be that guy, but having seen it uh, in person at the Warner Brothers Studios, <laughs> it's it's a lot. It's a lot smaller than you would think. It's a right. lot tighter than you would think. But um, you know, I I think so much of what works about Batman is his lurking in the shadows and his you know how many how many times is someone having a conversation with him and then he disappears. Right. Even you know Bruce Wayne even pulls that off sometimes yeah. and. Uh, you can't you can't do that fighting in daylight. And the, it, the best is definitely the uh, the the docks scene in Batman Begins, where you know he's he's lurking in the shadows, and that guy says, "Where are you?" And he's mm-hmm. right behind him. And I think they should have they should have done more of that in the in the mm-hmm. subsequent so, films. So you guys didn't like uh, either one of the Bane fights, even the first one. Uh, no, no, no. I think I, I'm just saying there should be more. Oh, I just want to see the series, if yeah. you're not going to make Batman the world's greatest detective, why not make him the guy who's just going to smash everybody? I, I think the the first Bane fight is is pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's the latter half that that, that bugs the first me. Bane fight. You and know how it's going to end is the only. Well, you, you know you know how it's going to end, but it's worth it yeah. as well. You it's know more it's, worth it if it's the end of that movie. You know how it's going to end, but having seen Christian <laughs> that, Bale and that, liking him and then Tom Hardy broken cow like yeah yeah just i mean well it was on the poster so you'd already seen it but tom hardy was just so happen so mean and tough and 
awesome in that. And here's an interesting thing, you know, movie magic. Tom Hardy's like 5'8", five, 5'9", five, something like that. Not a big guy. But looking at that, he's just he's a hulking monster. I, yeah. I think he lifts, though, bro. <laughs> he, he lifts. Yeah, he, yeah, he lifts. Where, where was the mountain? Was he busy at the time? <laughs> but, that, but what's kind of funny is even being 5'8", five, 5'9", five, I think he was only 190 pounds. But being that, you know, mm-hmm. so he got Even bigger. when he was bulked, he was only 190? Or are you saying but, before, I mean, that's, no, previous but, to that? No, I think even once he was bulked, it was, wow. you know, 200 or less. But wow. whenever you're that, but, you know, mm-hmm. he was just solid. Yeah. Well, solid. and he's he's been, you know, have you guys seen... Uh, Bronson. Have, Bronson. I mean, Bronson. Have, have you guys even you know earlier on? Have you guys seen Bronson? You see more of Tom Hardy in that than you probably want. <laughs> you to. see Tom's Hardy. Yeah, exactly. Oh. I haven't seen the movie. Oh yeah, he's like I think painted gold. Is that right? Gold <laughs> or silver? And just like in a library, naked, just beating the crap out of guys. Uh, it's it, Nicholas Winding Refn, the guy that did Drive. Um, it I think maybe two movies before. Yeah. Um, it's uh, it's a Thomas Hardy movie like he is the entire the entire film uh worth worth checking out okay. for sure um it's but i mean his physicality like whenever he was cast as bane it was just like oh yeah oh yeah nobody I, had I, any issues with that I, I, absolutely um, actually what was in this goes to talk about what a great actor he was is he was cast before they named the character they said tom hardy was going to be right. in the new dark knight and you're like well is he going to be uh bullock like people actually thought some people mm. thought he'd be bullock is he going to be this guy that guy and then oh he's going to be bane oh well, okay yeah. yeah i'll buy that oh yeah, yeah absolutely <laughs> wow <laughs> And then it died. Well, Hunter's the one who always carries on the conversation. Uh, okay, so was uh, what's kind of interesting is post-Joker, I mean, it was just he's going to win the Oscar. And, and I think that would have happened even had he not uh, yeah. died. Um, it didn't seem like there was a lot of love for Tom Hardy's Bane. Was that because the character was dispensed with so mm. lacklusterly? I mean, it's not as showy of a role yeah, by any means. I, yeah, it, to me, it, it would be hard to steal the show as Bane. You'd have to mm-hmm. really be able to. Well, and it's a comic book movie and they right. don't like comic They're book movies. Yeah. Okay, then million dollar question. How much did it bother you to that? And not just from a fanboy perspective, but from a moviegoer perspective that The Dark Knight was not nominated for Best Picture. Honestly, doesn't bother me. I mean, I'm I think it probably bothers the, you know, the more fanboy sort of side of things and it bothers me because I'm from a, you know, perspective of the Academy. Like I watch the Academy Awards, I'll follow it, Mm -hmm. but I don't, they're by no means like a solid, like this is, yeah. Well, I mean, it's, it's like the IMDb top two fifty. like it's Shushing Redemption is a fine movie. It's certainly not the best film ever made. Um, Academy Awards are the same, the same way. I mean, I think especially, I mean, you look at, um, I don't know, you don't really watch too many documentaries, right? Um, dinosaur documentaries right, we've already right. dinosaur yeah, yeah, dinosaur documentaries are always getting a short shrift on uh on, <laughs> on, the on, on the oscar but no like documentaries are always it's it's always like oh what what was the weinstein company uh what what are they distributing or what do they produce this year that's kind of the there's always like two or three things that really deserve to be nominated that don't and so like throughout i mean i i don't think it's quite as bad in the more general but still throughout i mean it it no it, to answer your question no it doesn't bother me it doesn't bother me now at the time i think that's what broke that's what like finally broke little hunter's heart as far as any validity to the oscars is just not even nominating and then putting what is clearly oscar bait the reader yeah. in its place which admittedly i haven't seen it but i don't think anyone else has including those who voted for it i i think there were merkins in that so i mean the costume department had to put some work in um, in any event, no movie from the 2000s, certainly not from 2008, was more quintessential and essential than The Dark Knight. And so for it not even to be nominated, I thought was pretty egregious. Batman purist, how do you feel about it? Ah, uh, man. Batman's Batman to me. Like, that's... Uh, I don't care what the Academy says. Yeah, I mean, I, I remember with this past uh, past Academy Awards season, reading an article, I think maybe the the week following... Uh, about basically tearing apart like oh, the academy isn't giving nerds their credit or 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 you know isn't giving um these comic book movies their their credit they should be and two they had some decent points i mean like it's uh, not to say that they're 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 terrible actors or that they're written poorly or anything like that well and i mean their their two strongest arguments were 
their one strongest argument <laughs> was that, uh, you know, I think Grand Budapest Hotel won for, um, I don't costume yeah. or, or makeup or, yeah. you know, one of those, which I, you know, they definitely, they did an amazing job on Tilda Swinton. But at the same time, you hold that up against Guardians of the Galaxy and Guardians of the Galaxy did many, many did an amazing job multiple times over. So it is tough to say, you know, that um, isn't that the same argument as the guy who uh, who wants the stuntmen to be. Uh, a category in the Academy. Well, Awards. that's that's a whole. Di- I mean, that's they, adding uh, a Guardian, new category. Guardians of the Galaxy was up for it, oh, okay. and it lost to Grand Buda- Budapest Hotel, and so I, I could give them that. I, another argument that they were making was that, oh well, you know, all of these all of these actors who were nominated for Academy Awards are in all of these superhero movies, and so it's if they think that it's worthy, then you should think it's worthy too. And I don't think <laughs> that's, that's pretty lame. Yeah. I don't think that's really fair. Um, the, you know, they were saying, "Oh, well, Benedict Cumberbatch," and we're getting well, really good. Well, and then argue, excuse me, and then arguably the greatest working movie star and one of the greatest actors, Robert Downey Jr. You know, he's he's Iron Man. But my thing about Dark Knight is, I'm not going to say Guardians. I liked it, but it shouldn't be nominated. For uh, no, for, for best picture. No, 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 not no. not for best picture, but for at, at least. And they were saying across the board. However, not anything. in two thousand eight, Dark Knight should have been recognized as one of the five best pictures of that year, and, and probably. Should and have I won. think that's the problem. Isn't that partially what kind of led to the tin or the? Oh no, the it, it's absolutely tin. what led to the tin. Um, yeah, and which, then I think Wally to a lesser extent, but Dark Knight certainly. That I mean, yeah, I think uh, animated movies face the the exact same problem, and maybe even have less categories to really uh, even compete in. You know, they basically have best animated picture, and that is it. Yeah, and and so as much as I like a lot of these blockbusters, I I, I wouldn't say that they need to be nominated. But Dark Knight was different. Yeah, Dark Dark Knight was was certainly it. It would be worth a nod, but it doesn't bother me at all because it's not. Uh, you know, it's not worth arguing. Two hours fifty minutes. I'm the only one that's brought up 1966 Batman. This is true. And and I think I would say, I, I mean, I imagine you love it. I love it, too. It's uh, it's one like I have the faintest memories of it oh, as really? a child, like like watching it, you know, like yeah. TV I mean, land. No, oh, well, I mean, you that's, couldn't. Oh, yeah, we, we didn't have cable until mm-hmm. I was like junior in high school, senior yeah. in high school, something like that. So I can remember like when I I mean, we it was when we lived in. Texas, I think. Yeah. So I would have been like under four. Um, having, you know, I just just a sense of, you know, more more than anything. It's not like I remember episodes or anything, but just that, you know, sort of fun, campy. IFC sort of every Saturday morning. And that, that's what I was going to say. true? Wow. Yeah. Um, and it's great. It like, is. Uh, true story. Um, do you know who was up for the role of Two-Face in the Batman series? Which... In 1966? In the 60s. Yeah. Okay. No. Are you ready for a full-scale nerd out? Yeah. Clint Eastwood. was. Uh, they were debating <laughs> having Clint Eastwood be Two-Face. Well, but that's interesting because at that time he was a television actor. He was just sort of a... Yeah, I'm trying to think. I think... Uh, Rawhide? A fistful of, yeah, exactly. A Fistful of Dollars was 64, 65, something oh, okay. like oh, that. Oh, okay. So it, it was following that. But that was, okay. yeah, but that was an Italian movie, so... <laughs> and it did pretty well here, but... Yeah. Um Interesting because I mean he was just a working. Man I'm trying actor to think. So I can't long. remember watching Two Face in any of the the six. Oh, he wasn't. He wasn't in. Okay, it, I was gonna say. Yeah, I, he yeah. wasn't. But they it, couldn't get Clint Eastwood. So exactly. They not but had he had he yeah. been, it, Clint Eastwood was. Uh, that's pretty one. Cool. Yeah, that's cool. that would be a that would be an interesting. But even the movie, like the 1966 Batman, the movie. Uh huh. It's really great. You know, it just really got me excited. Like all the, uh, the bat, you got to see all of the bat vehicles, like the bat helicopter, yeah. the bat motorcycle complete with sidecar yeah. and plenty it's, of the bat. Well, that's, that's kind of what it is though, is it's just a parade of, of here's yeah. everything that we've amassed yeah. making the show. And so we're going to do all of it and show all of it. And, uh, like and have fun doing it. Yeah. I think wasn't there a guy that was almost paralyzed in the? Uh, I think so in the uh, in the boat. Like when they're fighting on the ship, there's one. <laughs> yes, of, one of the he falls off the submarine and and, and hits uh, like a dinghy or uh, yep. something. Yeah, yep. 
The amazing thing about the Batman series was mid-60s, Beatlemania. There was also a Batmania in yeah. America, and it was only for a couple of years, but it was an extremely popular show. I remember those show. days. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I do. Um, but it was an extremely popular show, but what's funny is that this is the 60s, so this is a show deliberately kitschy. Deliberately kitschy. It's deliberately ironic. And it wasn't just popular with kids, as I understand, it was popular with adults too. But adults weren't really as as uh, ravenous for irony as mm-hmm. I think we are. That's true. And so it's kind of interesting that it was as popular as it was whenever it was so deliberately kitschy. That's true. Um, you know, I think it's that was at the same time. You know, you had like the monkeys and and all of that as well. I mean, there was sort of this. Because the the monkeys are a weird sort of the monkeys are a band only because We're of TV. Talking about the monkeys. <laughs> Hold on, let me. Uh, I can actually tie this back to Jack Nicholson's Joker. Yeah. Wow. Just watch me. Um, the monkeys, you know, they they were you know a tongue in cheek fake band created you know based on the popularity of things like the Beatles. Yeah. Um, but then they eventually evolved into you know by by the seventies they had. Have you guys ever seen Head? They're uh, their feature-length film. That is a negative. Head is really good. Um, it was made by uh, it, it was made by the same production company that made um, Hard Day's Night. No, in a safe place. The uh, the Jack Nicholson Orson Welles magic movie, and it kind of like has some you know it's it's tongue in cheek and it's fun, but it also has social commentary and it's like actually proves that the monkeys were more than just a corporate joke and. Like they almost they play with that a lot in in a way like I don't know the point point being like I think it was a time where that was just a you know there there was something about maybe it was the first wave of irony it didn't it didn't last nearly as long as as what we're in now where yeah, you've got you know gainfully employed men who look like hobos well okay <clears throat> so speaking of irony this is we've talked about it but just as a as an easy you know punchline. Batman Forever and Batman and Robin. Is that just, do y'all hate those? Do they have any redeeming qualities? I legitimately tried to sit down and watch Batman and Robin. It's probably been six months ago and I couldn't do it. It, uh, Batman and Robin. I, I really love the intro. Hold on. Let's, let's go Batman Forever first. By t- like title credits? No, 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 no. no. Okay. Cause that's badass. Um, but anyway, um, Batman Forever, I did watch all the way Batman, through probably about the same time, about six months ago. Well, I was, I was, Telling Joey after we watched uh, Batman Begins, Batman Forever is probably the Batman movie I've seen the most, only because it's the Batman movie that we owned when I was a child. So it was the one that was available. Um, and so it's it is what it is. I mean, I think Val Kilmer, he's a little he does an interesting Bruce Wayne. He does a not great Batman person necessarily, as, as you were saying last week, Joey. Yeah. Um, but the I think for that sort of i i guess burden universe like those villains are pretty great um i really enjoy jim carrey as that version of the riddler i really enjoy 90s tommy lee jones being sort of 90s tommy lee jones as that version of two-face yeah tommy lee jo- tommy lee jones is two-face is one of those things i don't think he had much direction And so he just decided, you know what, this is a comic movie. I'm going to imitate Jack Nicholson as the Joker. They probably put him in makeup and said, all right, here's your lines. Do what you want. It's like John Malkovich in uh, Man in the Iron Mask. Like he just he just showed up to set. I mean, he was probably he was probably tired after eight hours of makeup and was just like, I'm doing what I I want to do. Joel Schumacher, you're not a director. You can't tell me what to do. Um, I mean, I think Robin is really the part that really rubs me the wrong way the most. Karate laundry. In karate laundry and just an Asperger's level of understanding of motorcycles. This is a, some, something night. There were only a hundred of these made. 101, actually. I own two. That's a real motorcycle, by the way. Yeah, that's fine. I don't like just it's Dick Grayson. I just I don't know. I, I don't like him. There, there's the rave. I um, guess I didn't like how. Uh, disobedient he was in that movie like he also oh like he was he was like angsty teen yeah yeah yeah. and as as a late 20s as chris o'donnell yeah yeah. and you know speaking of dick grayson sorry to be trivia dick but apparently robin two of the one of the guys up the second to last before chris was chosen chris o'donnell was leonardo dicaprio (laughs) and they determined that he did not look tough enough (laughs) 
and I think Christian Bale was up as well. God, oh that, man, that would have been ninety seven, five, ninety ninety seven was Batman. Oh wait, ninety five. Yeah, 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 you're right. Okay, oh, wow, yeah, that he would have been too. Leo would have been way too babyface for it. I Growing think. Pains era Leo. Yeah. Um, but anyway, uh, so I think my reaction to Batman Forever is positive for the most part because. I don't remember Batman 89 is it like the, the Batmania. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then I only barely remember with Batman Returns. I remember, you know, smidgens yeah. of the cultural reaction to it. With Batman Forever, it was all over. I don't, and so that was my first Batmania. Batman Returns is probably the one that I had seen the least. Batman and Returns is dark. Well, I'm, it, not, just ta- I'm just like, not talking about the movie. I mean, like yeah. the culture. Okay. Like the, yeah. the, but ba- Batman Returns as an adult, totally different experience of Batman Returns as a child. Super totally. rapey penguin. Totally, really, really disturbing penguin. Uh, okay, Batman and Robin though. Batman and Robin. The intro of Batman and Robin, I love. Um, for this, for this reason, do you do you recall what's? I recall, but which intro? The the like, dinosaurs being frozen, or? Um. Well, gosh darn it, Hunter. <laughs> um. The yes, they're okay. So they're in the uh, they're in the museum. He's stealing the diamonds. Uh, Mister Freeze, played by Arnold Schwarzenegger, is stealing the diamonds. Because he needs the diamonds to power his whatever. His um, cryogenic suit. That. Um, and so he has this whole plot to break in and steal these diamonds. And for some reason, his henchmen have uh, ice, uh, ice skates because it's Mr. Freeze. Well, and, yeah. And he's got to. Um, and, and hockey sticks. And hockey sticks. And so, yeah. And and so they're they're stealing it. And, of course, Batman and Robin come. They bust through Crash the ceiling. Crash through the as, glass as, ceiling. As they're wont to do. Yeah. And Batman comes through and he slides down the, the <laughs> back of a brontosaurus. And then he's like, oh, no, ice. Uh, here's my, my ice skates and, mm-hmm. and uh, whatnot. And then they're, they're fighting. And then we get the first of – it may not even be the first, actually. But um, you know, the, my – The probably, first ice pun? Is yeah, that where you're going? ice yep. pun. Um, and uh, Mr. Freeze says, uh, you know what killed the dinosaurs? The Ice Age. And then, you know, fires his Which, ice laser. Which, again, not to be a dino dick, but that's not true. But <laughs> – uh, but that's like that whole thing I am convinced was they had that line like the writer. I mean, and with the number of puns that are pervasive throughout, like, I think this is a fair argument. They had that line and they built that the entire script, scene yeah. around that line. They're like, OK, let's put him. OK, Mr. Freeze. He needs diamonds. Let's put him in a museum that has diamonds for some reason. Also, next to the diamonds a dinosaur. Okay, so <laughs> well, they're in the D section of the alphabetic uh, well, museum, and, and, and big theatrics. We need to have Batman just slide down the back of a brontosaurus, or is it? Are you going to correct me? Is it a different? Well, dinosaur? actually, what I was going probably an apatosaurus, but um, what I was going to say is actually <laughs> is that uh, <laughs> Batman and Robin came out the same year, same month, I think, as uh, Jurassic. Park two, mm. so I halfway think that dinosaurs thing was just them shitting on Jurassic Park two. No, I think <laughs> it's I, not I, that. I like my theory. Well, I like both my of the, theory both of those movies were made to sell toys. Batman yeah. and Robin, especially, they were made exclusively to sell toys and pop tarts. Because I remember the the Mister Freeze pop tarts. <laughs> I do not with a little ice, uh, 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 snow, whatever you call. Them. Anyway, uh, and then I had kind of a rough ninety seven ninety eight childhood experience. That being is that Batman and Robin in ninety seven, and then Godzilla in ninety eight. Mm. So I really had my spirit broken. Two movies that two characters that meant so your, much to me. Your spiritual back broken, if you will. Yeah. Bane just <laughs> put you, you over his leg. Yeah. I, the more I think about it, if you all really want to know where my where my cynicism comes from, I don't think that you're going to find a better <laughs> you can answer. Circle that two years. That, that is your origin story. Yeah. Is that 365 <laughs> days from when Batman and Robin opened? Because I remember watching Batman and Robin, and I'm 10 years old, maybe nine. It's not like I'm a sophisticated movie goer, but I was still embarrassed because no, yeah. I went with my parents and I'm just like, they think this is stupid. No, I feel <laughs> stupid for wanting. Did, did you like it, though? Did you like it as a kid? Lowercase L. Lowercase L. I, I liked it. I remember being disappointed. Really? Yeah. Huh. And that's coming off of Batman Forever as like the one that right. I watch. I mean, like, I, I remember like, it. like and I don't think George Clooney brings anything to oh, no. either Batman or Bruce Wayne. Um, I think you could have done anything. I'm serious. Like you could have put anybody behind the cow. You could have walking. Okay. 
You could have done. He was Max Shrek, guys. That's true. That's true. You could have put anyone behind the cow. You could have put any group of characters. You could have put any villain in that movie, and you could have shot it in black and white on you know the worst anything. I would have been like, oh, okay, Batman. Yeah, this is great. Okay. So I was a little bit like that, but I, it was one of those things I liked it, but I was still kind of embarrassed. You I felt, felt the, yeah, I felt the same way about the year before or two years before when Power Rangers, the movie came out. I was Never a little saw bit Power embarrassed. The movie. Never saw it. Had the toys from the McDonald's. Never saw the movie. Yeah. Um, but no, I've seen probably the first half of Batman and Robin numerous times just for that scene. Um, well just, I mean, it's, I think, I think the place where I probably typically drop off is the, uh, and I now it's saying this, I don't know how far into it, it, it yeah. comes, but the jumping, the motorcycles, uh, Batgirl and oh, Robin yeah. riding the motorcycles and jumping mm-hmm. off of like statues and stuff. pretty far into the movie. Um, that's, probably more than halfway. That's okay. But that's, 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 that's where you draw the lines. Like, it's, it's about to end. And yeah. You just, <laughs> he it's got up. 10 minutes left. Nope, I'm done. Um, D- Mr. Freeze. Uh, and I thought this was stupid as a kid. Mr. Freeze saving Alfred for no other reason than they, I mean, he had just tried to kill millions of people in, in one of the most horrendous ways imaginable, freezing them to death. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then, and then, uh, and then he just Batman says, "Look, I, I need some help, bro. I got a guy I like my, my, my butler, Alfred. Could you? He's got McGregor syndrome. Can you give me some medicine?" Mister Freeze happens to have it on him. <laughs> oh my gosh! You I totally, totally forgot, forgot about that, hadn't about you? About, yeah. No, that. Happened. And he says, Get, "Take oh two. And you talk about creating a scene solely for a line. Him saying, "Take two of these and call me in the morning." <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's the whole thing with Alicia Silverstone. Yeah. She's trying to hack, hack into his computer. Oh yeah, it's bad. It's bad. Can, we're we're off on a yeah. crazy roll at this point. Hacking. I have one little thing I would like to say that I meant to say in the last. I think episode. you did. Uh, did did I mention? No, you hacking? definitely talk about hacking in the last episode. Uh, you can. I mean, we, say we're it again. At, we're at three hours and four this minutes. Is, what does it matter? This is for the dedicated listeners. I, I, I talked about my disgust with the, the hacking in, uh, in Jurassic Park yes. and how she says, I know how to do this. And she just points a mouse. Yeah. And, okay. I, I thought I, I thought I left that out, but that really just, that part just bugs me. You either said it in the podcast or you were walking beside me as I was mowing my yard the other day. So those are your that's, two options. That's what it was. Oh, okay. I, yeah. I came over with a megaphone. Yeah. Uh-huh. Hunter was there too. Mm-hmm. Okay. Do we do we have anything else? I don't even know I'm how sure we wrap we do. this up. Um, I don't know how. I mean, so Batman. I, okay, I liked Batman Forever, and then Batman and Robin. I, I don't hate it, but I think the reason I wouldn't want to watch it again is just because I'm you know more aware of my own mortality, mm-hmm. and so the idea of spending two hours watching that. <laughs> I mean, I mean, maybe that's a little you bit too have, fatalistic you just don't have time about for it. Yeah. Same reason that that I think both of us haven't seen The Hobbit. I mean, there's there's no time in the Even, world for that. Here's the thing. is There's I lo- no time for any of those films. I loved The Lord of the Rings, but just talking about The Hobbit bores me. Just yeah. to, when you said The Hobbit, I, 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 I physical reaction was boredom. Yeah. I don't understand. Joey, Joey can't really speak to it because he famously uh, – well, do you, want to, do you want to tell us, Joe? I, I went to see the first Lord of the Rings, uh, <laughs> the search for the golden bandana or whatever it's called. The, that's it? The, yeah. <laughs> and uh, no, That was the porn version, actually. <laughs> Oh, don't even get me started on that. Yeah. Uh, so no one told me that it was a per- first part of a trilogy. So at the end, where they're just walking over the hill, or I, that's how it ends, right? They're they're walking away. Camera zooms out. End film. Double yeah, o six dies. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I I got up in the middle of the middle of the theater and yelled. I just booed, booed over and over again. Booed. Were you yelling boo urns? No, I was not yelling boo urns. <laughs> that was just uh, Hans Molman in the background oh. there. But I booed uh, until my friend told me that there were two more and that I needed to shut up. But at that point, I refused to see another. I've never seen any others. I've only seen that one once. I couldn't tell you what happens other than a lot of walking, a lot of talking, and nothing in between. Now, now you're just quoting Clerks too, <laughs> Which is kind of what this episode has been. Yeah. yeah. Kevin really? Smith is going to be listening to this for but, sure. But uh, actually, I, what the hell? What does it matter? Um, so, Lord of the Rings, I had only seen the Fellowship. I'd only seen the uh, extended edition. I really, I think that's the best of the trilogy. Uh, the Fellowship? Yeah. No, I, I think that's is that the unquestionable. Yeah. Um, I think fellowship is, did, did we talk about this on the last episode? No, you were mowing your lawn and I was walking beside <laughs> you. That's right. <laughs> which, which was a tough mow. Um, 
No, I, fellowship is definitely the best. Like, I, I don't even know how you argue otherwise. And then I think it's got to go Return of the King and then Two Towers. Like, Two Towers is just, uh, it's not, no, you know what? I think I talked with Jake about this, perhaps. Maybe not. I don't know. Anyway. So, we're at three hours and such. Can you imagine if Jake was here as well? <laughs> this is this is why, you know, Hunter this, and I try to keep it to two people. This is why. Well, this is why we set a timer and yeah. we try to, you know, we, we try to stay at an hour as much as possible. I mean, and luckily this is going as just a bonus, whatever. Uh, a bonus to, that <laughs> to, to go up the, the well, the week off. Um, and, you know, if you're still listening to us, thank you. God thank bless you. So you. Much. Yeah. I, I don't know why my mother felt the need <laughs> to, uh, to listen to all three hours. Actually of this true story. And I can say this cause she's not listened to it. My mom hasn't listened to any of these. My, I know my mom listened to Birdman and had um, she's watched Birdman. She hadn't seen okay. Birdman. She was, she was like, I hadn't seen the movie. So I didn't understand a lot of what, what you were talking about, but I like Michael Keaton or, uh, uh and Mrs. Gallagher, Mrs. if you, if you're still watching, I would really go for some no bake cookies. So, <laughs> Hunter, do you uh, want to wrap us up? Do it's one of those things. We're looking at it, it says three hours, and we think, oh, we've just talked three hours, whatever. But I just looked at my watch. It's 2.45. Yeah, and, it's, and we were so supposed it, to begin at 10. Yeah, so we have been talking for a very long time. Or 2.45. 2.45. Oh, well, that's not nearly as bad. When you get three geeks in a room, one of them who is brain dead on Summer Shandy <laughs> overdose, and then you say, hey, guys, talk about Batman. You end up talking you, about no bake cookies and Lord of the Rings, and yeah, and yeah, and Simpsons. There, I was impressed. There was a Simpsons reference. There's always a Simpsons. There's, there's always going to be or Back to the Future reference. So, um, thank you very much for your considerable, but the considerable amount of time you've dedicated to listening to us uh, today, and probably over the course of several days in order to sit through <laughs> this. Um, so, stick around for our next episode. Uh, yeah, it'll be Inside Out. Yeah. And that's kind of what this has been is inside out. I mean, you've looked at all and you've taken a journey inside of our psyches. All right. Thanks for listening. Peace out, folks. Um, Hunter, I'm really sorry this happened. You know, I, I, I really didn't want it to come to this. I was I was feeling pretty good about the entertainment value until your hands started to shake. And then I really thought you were going to throw up at the end. In, in fairness, this whole Summer Shandy chug off thing was your idea. I mean, the, the justice was served. <laughs> <laughs> it's man. I just you manned up. You did it. Bravo. <laughs> How do you feel? Are you going to keep that? Are we are you recording? Like We're still recording. Okay, good. Um, how do I feel? Honestly, at the time, I didn't think I could. At the time, I didn't think I could finish the second one. It was getting pretty nasty, and they don't even. Summer Shandy doesn't even really bother me all that much. It's just not something that's meant to be chugged. It, no, not at all. It is not, not meant to be all. chugged. But no, I feel fine now. The only way it could have been worse is if you would have shotgunned it. I this it, this may be one of those things. Like whenever I'm driving home on 169 from Owasso, <laughs> I may like like stroke out or something like that. That remains to be seen. You but won't right, be the first person I know that's had to have stopped his car to throw up on the side of 169 coming from Owasso so well no I'm not thinking like throw up I mean like just brain aneurysm yeah I'll have an a shandy aneurysm so I mean I guess that remains to be seen you might be the permanent co-host <laughs> I wouldn't wish that on anyone <laughs> do, do you want to do, do you got a little time do you want to do a little bit of uh dark night rising yeah yeah sure okay dark night raisin that's probably the most bad shit insane. <laughs> Joey, do you what do you have a favorite uh, Mr. Freeze quote? Oh god. I haven't seen that in so long. Okay. I don't even know if I mean other than what I think I quote what killed the ice age the most. What killed the ice age? Yeah. The dinosaurs. <laughs> yeah, the dinosaurs killed I the ice age. I think the the doctor one just because he had been